You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Welcome back to another edition of the Kush Life podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about this one, Chris. Already catching up with, I like the, the very early name, Neon Leon. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm uh, really Happy looking to be forward here. to this, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for the little gift from Five Leaf Lab. Uh, and today we will be enjoying some Rosetta Stone. With their cool logo. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Very cool. Yeah, cool logo. And we have labs, all the legal stuff right in there. Legal stuff is good. Yes, everyone wants to be legal. <laughs> Compliance <laughs> is key. Hi, I'm Leon. Introduce yourself, Hey, what's, what's up, America? Uh, this is Leon here. Um, I am the owner and founder of Five Leaf Lab. Uh, we're a small batch CO2 processing facility here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, specializing in CBD and THC infused products. All right. So... Early initial question, Chris, because you sent it over. <laughs> you're, you're giving us, you know, who's going to be on, what we're doing. Right. And it was uh, non-winterized. Yes, yeah. it's a non-winterized product. And I was like, Leon, give me more. That's a real technical term. So winterization is the process of de-waxing an extract. So you'll take your cannabis extract, you'll mix it with 200 proof alcohol, so pure ethanol. You'll freeze it. For a number of weeks, we're talking like negative 60 Celsius, so really, really cold. Okay. And what happens in those uh, two weeks is you'll get a separation of plant fats at the top, and then your alcohol and cannabinoids will settle to the bottom. So then you just drain from the bottom of that jar uh, into another vessel. You heat that up and evaporate all of your alcohol out to a safe-to-consume level, and then you have your de-waxed uh, extract. So uh, that's that's what winterization is. Um, instead, what Chris, we did you catch all that? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, he told me earlier, and I had to. <laughs> it's a lot. Research. So so Cliff <laughs> no, notes. Cliff notes is cleaning up your extract with alcohol is kind of the overarching term. So you can extract really aggressively and really quickly with CO two, which it's really uh, successful at extracting really quickly. So you're just taking your time and. Like so, running it through a few times, exactly. cleaning it up. So instead of blasting it really hard and then taking out what you don't want with alcohol on the back end, we just extract really gently for three times as long and just target what we want, just those cannabinoids, and leave everything else behind. Okay, I'm going to be the dummy guy. Like I usually am, right? <laughs> What's how we were in terpenes and we were on that? How we get the yeah. cannabinoids? Yeah. What's, a, what's a cannabinoid? So cannabinoids are THC, CBD, CBN, THCV, CBG. I mean, there's we know of about 120 cannabinoids. Uh, on our uh, testing that we are required to do by the state, we test for 10 cannabinoids of those 120. And the cannabinoids on the testing is they have total can, uh, cannabinoids and then they have their THC level. Exactly. That's two different things on the testing yeah, results. Because, I mean, okay. a, a lot of what we focus on as a cannabis community right now is THC content. Right. It's the most prevalent cannabinoid in cannabis, and it's the most psychoactive. So whenever you're consuming cannabis and you're feeling a head change, that's usually THC interacting with your cannabinoid receptors. So one of the cool things about 
CO2 is that we can extract the whole breadth of cannabinoids from the plant, whereas other extraction methods like butane will target the THC. It's really good at targeting THC, but with CO2, we can pull the whole panel, and even if we're not testing for it on the reports, it's still going to be present in the extract, Um, and that's, that's kind of the the hidden medicinal value that we're getting um, from these extractions. All right, cool. We went, we went way technical <laughs> real fast. Dude, yeah, it's like, yeah we're yeah. going to get there. We'll, yeah. we'll dip our toes into no, the chemistry I like here. I like yeah. it. I was just saying, like, yeah. okay, let's Marshall let's, likes the facts. He I, likes the well, knowledge. Well, dude, and it's, 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 the thing is, is, like, when you're talking about co-solvents, when you're talking about adding ethanol and not just being CO2 extracted, right? So you, you extract with CO2, and then you mix it with the alcohol to de-wax it, you're no longer a pure CO2 extracted product, right? You're now a winterized extract that hopefully has all that alcohol removed to an undetectable amount, right? Whereas us, we just use CO2. It gases out on its own like like a can of soda. It bubbles out. And we don't introduce any other harmful solvents that you're then charged with removing later on. Right, so, so that's where the full spectrum comes okay, in, and that's the exactly. entire plant. I was going to exactly. give myself a pat on the back because <laughs> I was going to say, so is that what makes it? Yeah. Is that it's, the difference it's, in it's, a full spectrum exactly. and, versus uh, a, distillate. a distillate? Yeah, exactly. So a distillate That's the part that is, makes it different? So you could take our extract, okay. put it in a distillation you unit. You man. I was going to be so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> you guys are on the same brainwave. Yeah. I feel it. Uh, you could put our extract in a distillation a unit. Life. And take it from 70% total cannabinoids to 95% THC through a distillation process. Again, you'd have to add alcohol and do these other things to clean it up. Whereas we can just extract precisely knowing that we're getting all these other cannabinoids. Okay, so let's, let's, I want to get to your story. I really do. As I find that to be just as important as all the technical yeah. stuff. And I, I want to get to your story and, and figure out who you really are. Cool. Um, but I want I want to ask this this question though like what would be since we were just talking already about full spectrum and distillate like give us the real quick let's dive right into it why should a medical patient go after the full distillate yeah. versus full spectrum versus distillate I'm sorry yeah my bad so so again THC has has value in and of itself there it has value in mitigating pain one of the things THC is really good at is for pain management but it's also the component that gets you the head change so it's really recreational in that too so when you're talking about a distillate that's a high THC product they've distilled everything else out to just target THC and while if you're have chronic pain and you're trying to battle that really good for that but when you're talking about all the slew of other medicinal properties that cannabis have, you're not going to get any of that from a distillate. So that's why these extraction methodologies, sourcing the right strains that actually have the components in them so we can extract it, uh, that's why all that's so important. All right, cool. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought that was the right way, too. But, but not to I say that distillate that. doesn't have its own value in and of itself. Well, because I, mean, I noticed at first there seemed to be people that didn't specify and then yeah. you had to ask, dude. But but and then now you go. Sometimes you'll get somebody will say, you know. So it's so buzzy. I think though, it's dude. very important for people that are listening. You know whether or not to I thought understand it was the, the right differences. Way or not. Like, right. You should be able to know the difference, and when you're going to get one of these, you should look for dude, that. But there's full spectrum. there's people that are marketing distillate as full spectrum distillate, which I've is seen that. dude, which full is spectrum dude, that's, that's yeah. an oxymoron, yeah. dude. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So uh, to me, there's a disconnect in verbiage. 
because people can just throw around buzzwords and it confuses the consumer. They should say broad spectrum distillate sure, some, that, or some yeah. other kind of spectrum. I mean, all right. So neon Leon. <laughs> first of all, how'd you get the name? Neon Leon. Uh, it wasn't just uh, off of Rhyme, no, was it? It, it honestly kind of really, was. It's, it's really? been since I was like eight, you're a eight years bit old. Spunky yeah, and sparky. maybe, I, I, maybe, maybe I, I grew into the nickname. I, probably. I thought maybe you used to drink those little neon sticks <laughs> that you drink. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I, I might not be around if I was drinking. Yeah, yeah. I might either have superpowers or no longer be here if I was drinking <laughs> right, glow so sticks. Where'd you grow up? Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. Yeah. Define super. What part? No, uh, I, so South Tulsa, I, I guess grew up 15th in Boston and then moved South Tulsa, went to Jinx High School. Uh, Graduated? 2009. So I'm, 20, I'm 29 yeah, for I'm everybody listening out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. 30 and just getting lost in the career of Dude, this. it's insane. Wow. Yeah, I'm What deep, a time to be. I'm what deep an age, in it, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but man, I've like really been setting up my whole trajectory for something like this, man. Like, oh, I get it. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Really awesome. It, no, and I quit my full-time job with benefits to dive all into this, too. Much like, respect. Yeah, yeah. Right, it, was, so, it was hard. So, grew up in Tulsa, went yeah. to Jinx, yeah. then what? Uh, then I went to the University of, University of Oklahoma. All right. Studied, Who were you in high school? Boomer soon. Who was I? I yeah. was a stoner dude with the hell of a had the parties i don't know dude uh, smart okay. smart too i didn't you know i didn't have to really try really hard in school so stoner partying dude i was friends with like with all a the high jocks. gpa i was in band when i was younger so i was friends with all the band kids like i was just a pretty like but you were stoner moldable guy yeah all right yeah. first time you different tried. circles when was the when was the first time you tried uh, i was six, 16 my girlfriend at the time uh smoked reggie blunts and we smoked some reggie and got really high and watched scooby-doo and uh, I actually didn't really feel that high the first time I smoked. I was more just kind of sedated and relaxed. I didn't feel psychoactive. I know people. Some people get really trippy the first time they smoke. I didn't really feel that uh, hungry and sedated. I got, I got really. But it wasn't good weed. I mean, it was it was like brick Mexican. I mean, right. it was bad weed back then. It's not like this space weed we're smoking yeah. now. Where I mean, I'm sure first timers are getting their wigs blown off. I mean, it was pretty mild. I mean, in comparison. So right, I remember uh, all the Reggie. It was yeah, good. oh, it was back bad. in the day. Dude, it was you good. Can, you can't even break it up with your hands. <laughs> like it was that bad. So and sometimes you would break it up, and seeds would just <laughs> oh, fly so everywhere. Oh, or you not? You'd miss one. It's in the bolt sparks out, yep. flying. Yeah, Pop. it's a bad time. <laughs> it's a bad. For all you at home that missed that, you mm-hmm. out. smoked all through high school. Uh, yeah, starting like my sophomore, late sophomore year, I guess. So yeah, all through high school, that was kind of a Any part of it. Um, uh, no, not in high school. No, no, I was yeah. I was pretty safe about it. Stayed home for the. I had parties at the house. My parents were cool, so uh, it's not like we were being. Uh, unsafe with it it was right. yeah easy and, and i mean if you're a stoner party you were just yeah out yeah we're chilling yeah yeah right exactly yeah playing ping pong or whatever <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah video oh, games yeah. oh dude oh, yeah we got a ping pong table at the lab come by i'll bring my own paddle you ever do the paddle down uh no dude no you know, we were talking about that the other day <laughs> but I, we were trying it i was i could not try it i'm trying to do it this way i've tried a couple yeah i'm still regular old school yeah i had to hold the stick i put my hand on it yeah down mine's paddle up, I mm. my hand behind what it. if you do backhand though? You're covering like half the paddle. Not when you're good. Uh, <laughs> when precision you're good, accuracy, I feel that. So, so my funnest memories of ping pong definitely is, is high school, hanging mm. out with buddies. But did 
it, I grew up also in Tulsa, 71st and Sheridan between Memorial yeah. and Sheridan. Fire station. Dude, I, I have a house after college. I lived right by there by the fire station. Okay. Two blocks south of that, on, yeah. that, on that street. Nice. Well, across the street is yeah. a neighborhood swimming pool. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, for sure. Know, I'd ride my skateboard. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd ride my bike as a kid. I was, and the challenge of getting to play ping pong. At this, oh, it dude. Was open, yeah, you got a whole table. You got, yeah. They stepped up Winter stays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back in the 80s, huh? That's a good old time. Yeah, it was the heyday of ping pong. It was <laughs> the 80s, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so went to OU? Yeah, University of Oklahoma studied journalism and public relations. So my degree was in public relations in the College of Journalism. And so. You like le- to write. Learned, yeah, it was really writing intensive. That program was uh, a lot of cool uh, advertising crossover. So I learned a lot about consumer behavior and some stuff like that. Um, but really, writing was the main focus of that program. Yeah, and so then immediately after, got a job. What was the longest paper you wrote? Fuck. Uh, I mean, we wrote a uh, like a PR strategic plan that was like seventy-five pages yeah. or something. As a t- it was a team yeah. project, so I wrote like twenty pages of it, but. Cool. Yeah, wow. there were some crazy yeah. ones, man. Yeah, robust research and but I mean, there's like graphs and shit, so it's hard to say. I mean, it was a 75 pages with figures, so it wasn't oh, great gotcha. text. Not yet. all, but, not all uh, text. That's good. But man, I've yeah, some of those capstone projects. Uh, the coolest one we did, we worked with NASA. Uh, uh, they had this internet. I guess, uh, what do you call international plus a space station? Is that is that all of a sudden? It's bigger than global. I mean, we're now in space. I don't know what that's. What kind International of, yeah. Space Station. I mean, yeah. So we there was there was contestants on the space station too. So I guess this was universal a universal contest, okay. and uh, and so they were like they had all these science challenges and people had to come up with solutions. But we marketed the whole thing to people around the world. Was the was the capstone project? So that was really cool. Nice. I got I got to contact a NASA if you guys Sweet. need a guy for yeah, space okay, well. for space stuff. <laughs> you know, if, I decide, <laughs> if you need a guy, so I might be able to be the second person to <laughs> yeah. smoke weed in space. Uh, yeah. Elon yeah. Musk beat me. Did he really? That's a beast. Dude. Yes. That if dude, I could be number two, I'd still go down in history. That dude is sick for that. <laughs> but yeah, so studied PR, worked for a PR agency um, after that here in Tulsa called Propeller. Um, they're still around uh, off of, I think, 6th Street now. But when I worked for them, we were in the Phil Tower uh, downtown. And we had really badass clients. Um, Mayfest, Center of the Universe Festival, Oktoberfest, Tulsa Tough, Route 66 Marathon. I mean, some killer clients. I was just missing Oktoberfest. Oh, dude, don't even right. get me started. I'll shed a slight tear, yeah. bro. That's my. So you have the ends on all the fest- festivals? Uh, so we were doing all of the press work for that. So I. So I'm you sure. might be able to help me set up a Kush Fest. Yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I'd at least know how to contact all the uh, news outlets and get them to cover it. So oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Sure. Nice. Yeah, give out gifts to the writers. Uh, that's, okay. the, that's the ticket. Press, gotcha. press packs. You meet everybody. I mean, you meet people for a reason. That's yeah. the reason we're yeah. all three here. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's community. Dude, and, mm-hmm. and, and that PR shit was, was a ton of just meeting people in the community and just kind of doing face work. Like, that was the whole whole shtick. So. Kush fest in space. Dude, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind crushed. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm with it. I'm How much are those tickets going to yeah. cost? A cool bill. So when uh, when we were down, was it a couple months ago when we first started talking about doing this and I was uh, 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 Cocoa Beach, we got to see the rockets from SpaceX shoot up. Wow. And then Dude, that's turned so down. Cool. And, and you heard that's the big so boom. Fucking cool. and, yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah, that Dang. would be pretty cool. 
That was cool. Yeah, All right, so work, yeah. oh, you're hanging, dude. working, you're doing Yeah, I worked for the PR firm, uh, decided I wanted to go back in school and get an advanced degree. Uh, that was sort of a, a big life decision was to go back to school and get that master's degree. So uh, I was working with a life coach then, and we kind of decided like that was the right move for me to broaden my tool belt uh, and be more effective as um, kind of in the business world. So. I shopped around for MBA programs uh, kind of in the region and, and landed at University of Tulsa. So um, that's a like 16, 18-month program. So it was just three semesters uh, in and out real quick, full-time wow. at TU. It was insane. Um, but the most instrumental part of that was a entrepreneurship competition called Governor's Cup. And you were to identify an emerging technology, write a business plan aimed at raising capital, raising capital for your deal. So I knew a guy that had a patent on this badass motorcycle jacket uh, ventilation system. And so I reached out to him, got the okay to uh, use it for this project, and basically wrote this like 20 page business plan uh with the help of some other students across campus and we got selected as finalists we presented the idea to a panel of venture capitalists and won some money and it was a really awesome experience, well, really experience. yeah dude it was have it you was, been on shark tank not yet but it was literally like mini shark tank like it was okay. that so i could see that in yeah my head right now yeah yeah so uh but cool. the biggest part about that was that now i had all these tools yeah. for raising money planning a business all that stuff and i changed motorcycle jacket to fucking cannabis pins and that was that we raised a you know we used we used this plan to raise a bunch of capital and start the business and have a clear vision of where we wanted to be in two five ten years so uh with with financials forecasted the whole nine that's cool okay but so i I get you wrote a plan but what made you want to get into it oh okay so at the time i was working at the university of tulsa post-graduation in their alumni services department and the vote. Right, so in college, are you smoking as much? Or yeah, hell yeah, as, dude. Oh, just less than high school. No, steadily uh, f- till the day I die. Steadily uh, stoning. <laughs> steadily <laughs> breakfast, lunch, What's and dinner. What's your go-to? Go-to what? Leaf. Oh fuck, man. Strain. That's God. That's so hard. Uh, for nighttime, it's Grandpa's Breath by Jive. Right now, uh, man. Daytime is Gas by Rosebuds. Um, Man, there's too many good ones. Uh, yeah, I picked those too. Did you have a favorite back in the day? Uh, dude, we, we barely knew the name of it, man. <laughs> We'd be lucky to get something with a name, you know. And what I mean? you can like, find these trains at Kush. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that jive drop is fire. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so yeah, we did the stuff at TU. The the draw the vote was coming up, and we were like, no way, this is gonna pass. But just in case it does, let's start doing our research and like start to plan and. It dropped, and we just were like, "Boom! We got to kick this into high gear." I worked. F- I, I quit my job at TU, started slinging pizzas again at Hideaway part time, and planning the business and trying to raise capital. And then uh, we bought our extractor a year ago, summertime, and fought the city of Tulsa for eight months on building code and all kinds of shit. Right, uh, we've ran through that as dude, well here. They did not even know how to regulate an extraction company. They literally had never seen one before, and they were just literally covering their ass so bad to make sure we didn't hurt ourselves and sue them, is is our only understanding. We had to hire an engineering firm to 
was a bunch of crazy. Dude, so much yeah. shit. And so much money. I mean, so much money, so much yeah. time. Uh, if we could do it all over again, we would be out in the sticks somewhere. Yeah, it, right. Pressing oil. That I hear, you know, especially around Dude. where our warehouse is. We got multiples. And it's, and it's a tough process. And, you know, I... It, it is what it is. You know, you're working with the city. Bro, I mean, luckily, it, it is what it is. you do it once and they're off your back until you start changing what you're trying to do. I mean, and it's, it's work for him. He's got a Bentley. He's got an R8. <laughs> Maserati. Jeez, Leon. Leon, Leon. Yeah, tell me the, how you do the it. The rusty Subaru out, out back is, <laughs> is more I like need a business out. plan for Leon here. <laughs> maybe if we would have started uh, a year ago when we planned on it, maybe I'd be driving a Bentley by now. <laughs> but right. yeah, but uh, we're on our way. Slowly, slowly on our way. Good. All right, so you you go. Why do you go this route? Oh, not dude. The way everybody. So uh, my mom and I are who started the business. Uh, she's the smartest person I know. She's in uh, personal investments, retirement planning, IRAs, that kind of stuff. Um, she's a brilliant businesswoman, and uh, so she and I went to Colorado and did a bunch of research on. We met with some industry consultants, and they were like. Tour a grow, tour a dispensary, tour a grow with a dispensary, tour a processing facility. And we just went to all these places, had some really robust conversations. And we found uh, an extraction facility in Colorado called Wonderleaf. And they're doing exactly this and using a similar machine uh, as we use. And uh, so they kind of walk you through exactly. the steps. Yeah, I mean, I, I hired okay. the, the main, the owner to consult me on the deal. Uh, through a number of consulting um, conversations, we figured it out, and we're we're kind of doing our own thing now and learning as we go. So uh, we found a really, we, I mean, we intentionally wanted to find something that was uh, controllable and repeatable. So manufacturing out of if you're going to pick growing uh, dispensary or man, or processing processing the windows are smaller i couldn't i couldn't have my investment dangling for three months on a grow dude i and i'm not a i'm not a farmer i don't i would have to hire somebody to figure that out and do that yeah Yeah, dude you can't just consult how to grow and then grow fire that's not how it works dude like there's way more to it than that and there's too many problems that can come up in week 90 and that that you know yeah, you went with a different route. Dude, yeah. yeah. So it's, we were just like, and, and dispensaries, it was like, for us, you know, we didn't, we couldn't think of a way to, to differentiate ourselves. I mean, there, it's just like, we, we're, we're not in retail. We, I mean, we just felt like we would have just blended in, and that wasn't going to be enough for us. So, Had you been using any of these before? Uh, I or mean, you were always dude, smoking? I was always smoking flour. Any, any cartridges we ever got in Oklahoma were black market nasty, probably had stuff that was going to kill us eventually if we kept smoking it. Like that's, I mean, that's why kids were getting all the vitamin E acetate sicknesses last year and stuff. I mean, remember there's the big vape scare. I mean, that was part of, I mean, we had, that was what we it's had a bunch access of junk to. in the carts. Yeah, dude. I mean, and so in an unregulated mar- market, cartridges are not your play. So I do mean, you use any MCT oil or anything of oh, that? Oh, dude, no, not in our cartridges. Okay. Uh, in our tinctures for our gel caps, we either use MCT or hemp seed oil, but what you get in the cartridges is 100% cannabis-derived terpenes, 100% cannabis-derived uh, cannabinoid oil from the same batch, blended together, loaded in the carts. That's it. That's Good. It. What's mean, one place that you can find your carts? Oh, Kush Dispensary. Exactly. Kush, Kush, <laughs> Kush, Kush. <laughs> yeah, we've got the carts dropping there. We've got a ton of flavors. Uh, it's really... Um, Tell them. I, oh, I don't know if we're supposed to say this, but the new little 
promo pack. Oh, yeah. So I we, don't know if you want to uh, let the cat out of the so, bag or not. So a couple new things we're working on. Starter kit, um, battery, and cartridge included. Uh, so one thing we found is it's hard to get people to get into cartridges. Yeah, it's a starter yeah. kit right there. If you're just selling a gram cartridge for 50 bucks, it's hard to get somebody that's never smoked cartridges to just buy that. And then they got to buy a battery, and then they got to figure out how to use it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have one whole kit together, and then when they're done with the half gram, then they can buy the full gram. They already got the battery. If, if they're wanting to buy a full gram, if and, they like and it. And they will. You know they will. Oh, these are very good parts. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, once we get people to try them, people understand the difference. Dude, people yeah. understand that you've t- you taste the difference. It's yeah. It doesn't feel fake. I mean, it's it, it works. It works with your body chemistry. There's we All haven't. Right, so I don't have what I, do, I don't have what we were gonna do Rosetta Stone. Mm-hmm. So Dude, yeah, let's you, hey, you can you can crank that that one off and throw this. Oh wait, oh you have this one on here right here. Yeah, yeah. Boom boom. He's got that one. Yeah. Uh, Chris has got Rosetta Stone. Are you gonna are you gonna hit the Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Do you want to know the terpenes or what? Uh, what do you want to know about it? I do want to like know. the strain in general. Yeah. I sent it to you. Oh, I'm on terpene talk now. <laughs> oh no, I just sent you. I sent you the uh, just about about the Rosetta Stone on all bud. But if you want to know the terpenes on it, yeah. All right. It's full spectrum. So this one's kind of rare. It's a real, really rare one. Yeah, um, dude. It's it's how really do you pronounce rare. it? Okay, so the the primary terpene is osamine, uh, O C I M E N E. Mm-hmm. And the medical values of that one? Yeah, so it's really good for fighting nausea. Um, and when it's combined with the other uh, prevalent terpenes, uh, terpinaline and bicaryophyllene, it has some euphoric and uplifting properties too. So uh, settling your stomach and uh, creative thinking and uh, upliftness. Yeah, and the uh, osamine is also antiviral, antifungal, yep. antiseptic, decongestant. Wow. Antibacterial. Yeah, dude, the decongestant is real, dude. It's like sagey, opens up your your sinuses. It's it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then number two, terpenaline. What do you know about the terpenaline? Mm. It's a little piney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and all these are really earthy terpenes. I mean, this this cart tastes like sage, pepper, and kind of floral yeah floral woody like a cedar almost i mean it's it's good uh, the medical values of terpenaline it's an antioxidant sedative it's also antifungal and it fights cancer love that yes wow rosetta stone's a pretty bad dude and it'll have you speak in different languages that's the thing it uplifts your brain a lot it's cool and this is uh this is one that everyone is gonna love that has pain yeah be caryophyllene Yes, it's it's good for your pain. It's good for anxiety, depression. If you have ulcers, this helps mm. with ulcers, there which is a big thing. Yeah, it's a big that's thing. That's a big thing. There's a lot of yeah. people that suffer with ulcers. Yeah, yeah. If someone comes in, their stomach's hurting, their right. guts hurting. Man, a lot of that's stress, stress related too. I mean, too you're talking. <laughs> Shut up, dogs. <laughs> Just kidding. It's we secure. love dogs. It's secure in here. All right, so how did you go about then breaking in, deciding who to use, oh, who to... gosh. Because basically you've got to take in flour, right? Yep. Yeah. And you do what with it? Yeah, so we had to identify some growers in the state that were up to the same standards that we were trying to accomplish with this top-tier niche extract. So the first grower we found was Jive Cannabis. Uh, I would honestly put their flower up against anyone's in the country. I mean, their their flower is insane, and it's strain after strain, bangers, and 
they've got that at at Cush too. Uh, do you any strains off the top of your head that you guys have here? We have every strain that they Dude, that they yeah. have. And it's insane. Eleven different ones. Yeah, my favorite one, like I was saying earlier, is Grandpa's Breath. It's literally the most sedative strain I've maybe ever smoked. Like I cannot yeah. smoke that during the daytime. It puts me out, out. Yeah, I like their uh, Sunshine Lime oh number my one. God, the Sunshine Lime is so tasty. And they have a Sunshine Lime number three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pecan Sam, Gelato Thirty Three. Sam sounds uh, good. I haven't had that one. Yeah, there's just a lot. We've ran the Gelato a bunch of times, and it's so tasty. That that strain is insane. Absolutely. But so we found them really early on, and and uh, you know part of this business is just networking, being nice to people, like treating people with respect, like finding dudes that are doing it right, giving them props. Like people reciprocate that. So uh, you know Jive early on, Rosebuds uh, sought us out early on to do their cartridges. Uh, Canacopia, they're growing some really crazy strains. So, um, you know, that's part of the, the, the one of the biggest problems with the processing is, you know, you can't extract what's not there. So you got to find the starting material that's got all the right components that, you know, you're looking you're looking for in these exotic strains, man. And that's what works well in these cartridges, the strains that taste really good, that are unique. So, um, yeah, we are really fortunate uh, to partner with those dudes. It's all indoor. Everything that we do is indoor. Um, all most of our batches are trim run, but um, we haven't found any any quality decrease from running trim versus flower. And flower is so expensive. So yeah, a lot of people like the nug run, dude. I mean, we've done some nug runs, and we just get increased yield, but we don't get increased quality. Right. The quality is the same. We just get a bunch more of it. And right. I think ta- that's why they do it, dude. Well, but when you're, ta- I mean, if I if we grew the flower, awesome. But right. when I'm t- when I'm paying, you know. A, couple hundred several hundred for trim and a, a few thousand for flour like the numbers the, the math doesn't work for that unless i'm yielding six times more and that's just not the so case do you always use indoor it's all flour? indoor yeah we have we don't work with any outdoor grows we I, okay. I i don't know i don't know any outdoor grows that are really really uh at least that have come to me with some really really quality what about stuff. some light dip that's something that you might run just Dude, to see how it does i would i would be open to that i, I don't think i've this, got some really good light dip that's yeah the asking. indoor thing isn't one of our pillars it's just something that that's just kind of the fact of where we're at right um because I, you know, we just haven't we just haven't found the right partners for that. But yeah, I would definitely be interested in looking at light tap. Cool. Light tap yeah. Dude, there's some light tap that is bad. You can't even. It looks like indoor, dude. Like you can't that's, even tell. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're not dealing with the same pest stuff with outdoor, I mean, that's what I'm so concerned about is having bug shells in my bud. Like I don't want any of that. Right. The you way know? the way that we're looking at the light depth is, what's the most powerful, the most powerful thing that's going to grow your weed sun, dude. is the sun. Yeah, absolutely. So therefore, we can use lights. Then we open yeah. up the roof, yeah. then we have the sun yeah, beating yeah, yeah. down. Love. Okay, yeah, cool. Sun and soil. Dude, and I don't know a ton about growing, so I would I would love to see some facilities like that that are doing it different. That is really yeah, cool. Yeah, and then whenever we don't want the sun at nighttime, put Close. the shield yeah. back on. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Smart yeah, yeah, dude, growing is crazy, dude. I don't have again. I do not have the stomach for for, for growing, man. The waiting oh, game. I don't do the it waiting either. game kills me. Man. I pay people to do that. <laughs> yeah, <much>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the cool part, which we've already talked about, full spectrum, right? So yeah, medical patients can get exactly the right cannabinoids, like you mentioned, terpenes, everything that they want out of uh, their medical. You know what they need to solve medically. Right now, the cool part is you brought something else with you. That in case somebody you know likes likes the idea of what you're talking about, but they just can't use the vape. Yeah, right? I thought like, we. I, I thought this struggle. was next segment, Marshall. <laughs> Neon, oh, Leon. Oh, I didn't know that. We might be on the next segment. 
<laughs> so, I didn't know it was <laughs> well, what I've got here is a uh, activated right. oil syringe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so it's really the same oil that we're putting into the vaporizer cartridges, but we've packaged it in a syringe with a lure lock uh, tip on it so you're not spilling it everywhere. And uh, since the oil is activated, we decarb the flour mid-process. Um, you can use it as an infusion medium too. So you can mix this with any uh, fatty oil, coconut, MCT, yes, there you go. So that's, that's grapeseed. That's what I to get to, which was the yeah. part we were talking about a little bit earlier. And I was like, okay, right. we got to stop. We got you know. We didn't want to yeah. run into too many stories before we got going. But yep. So I, I, that was that's me. I struggle with using these, whether I lose them or the, the battery yeah. break, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. So, but I, I was especially going into Corona and especially hearing about, oh, you know, if you're a smoker, you know, you, yeah. you might have more of an, you know, either way, I was like, okay, I got to try and figure out some different ways of ingesting yeah. the medicine that I need. Right. And so I had hurt. I started doing different stuff. Threw in some flour into a yeah. one of the little baking ovens. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, magic it. butter deal. Yeah, yeah. no, I put it in. I, I can't do butter. Yeah, uh, so I put it in coconut oil. Yeah, cool. And, and did my own first batch of that stuff. Yeah, and I was like, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, oh, dude, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, I have the machine. Oh, dude, yeah, magical just, butter yeah, machine. Yeah, it does easy. all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things know, are cool, I, man. I don't have that machine. <laughs> yeah, those, those things it's are definitely cool. worth <laughs> investing in if you're going to be making your own. Yeah, you can make tinctures, butter, oil. Cool. So that's where this came in. I I started researching and then talked to different people, and they're like, "Yeah, you can just take the oil out of the vape pens, right? Like, if it's full spectrum, right? Yep. And because most of the time the question, they'll they'll decarb. I've seen some of those where mm-hmm. you got the plunger, and I was like, is yep. there any difference between? The two? No. So for us, we use the same. It's the same formula. It's the same inputs. Sometimes we'll adjust the terpene content. Like say, if it's going to be used for cooking, we may use less terpenes. Um, but if it's going to be used for dabbing, we may add more terpenes. It's kind of and um, you have to make sure it's activated in order yep. to dab it. Yeah. No. In order That's to where the decarboxylate. In, in order to eat it, you can dab it because you have. Well, I meant eat it. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah. So in order you're to heating meta- it up. So. Yeah, in order to metabolize it through your liver, yeah, it's got to be decarbed. So yes. that's why all the oil. You know, since we decarb the flour, all the oil that we then extract so how would, is how delta would a nine. Know if one of these has been decarbed. Or not? So if you look on the testing on the back of your deal, it should say, well, uh, if it says Delta 9 THC, that's activated. If it's THC A, that's non-activated. So that A, that acid molecule, is what inhibits you from being able to metabolize it through your liver. Whereas like if you smoke a bowl you know, where, where flour is, is prevalent with THC A, that lighter hitting the bowl is decarb- de- decarboxylating it in the moment and you're inhaling Delta 9 THC. But if it's a syringe, if we see a syringe anywhere we should assume that that is i mean unless it's uh, strictly advertised as a dabbing syringe then it may be like live resin which isn't activated right, cause I, that's what i got into it yeah I, I thought well were some people um we did have some that were not activated they'd put on a cracker and try to yeah. eat it and he's like man i didn't get it didn't high work. and yeah. i told him i was like oh, it wasn't activated right 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 and he's like oh, i didn't know a and difference. i bet you could i mean i'm sure you could decarb it like if you put that cracker in the oven like right. you could probably could, make something happen but so I, I can't remember the temperature but it, let's say you took one that was not activated and you, you put it it's in like some coconut oil and you know like 230 uh, degrees like for like 50 minutes 
So it, not enough. It's 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 not a, enough if you're gonna cook like yeah. freshly cook with it. Yeah, or, it's a it's a curve. So you could yeah. do it like hotter, you, you faster. Have to get the activated right. yeah. one if you're gonna cook with it. Yeah, you could do hotter, faster. I think I we're think like three hundred for thirty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, you can do hotter, faster. But for us, it affects the taste if you're gonna vape it. So right. yeah, so we just do it on the slow. Uh, we just make food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for food, it'd be, yeah, if we were just doing it for infusion, you could decarb it in probably thirty minutes would probably be as quick as you could do it. Yeah, yeah. But from you guys, ev- everyone comes. Everything's yeah, everything's activated from us, and we mm-hmm. we sell some gel capsules too, where we do we make a tincture with our cannabinoid oil mixed with hemp seed oil, and then we fill those pre-dosed into capsules. Well, um, you could just open those capsules; it's all activated too, and use that. That's your oil for. I've done that same thing. Oh, I've just cool. opened up three three gel capsules into my cookie dough, mix it up, and it's good to go. Like it's right. it's it's nice. there's it's vast in its application yeah. for sure. A lot of great information. I oh, dude. Oh, yeah. We we got too yeah. much just brain overflowing. Are we gonna take a smoke break? Or are we smoking mm. this right here? I don't Which know. One? I've been just smoking as dude, I go. Oh, I know. I can tell break. by your eyes. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see an eye change on my hand. All too. right, let's go see what this is about. We <laughs> are smoking the Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, and what's that other one? Uh, this is the Banana Mac. If we got an, okay. a, a rig here, I will take a dab of this Banana Mac for show. Okay. Cool. Well, we will be back. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life. 